Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Every week, every episode, I tell everybody to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about gifts and passions. If you have a gift, lead with it. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. Let me repeat that one more time. Don't let your age, <laughs> people hit 50, 60, just stop. Friends, friends don't know your dreams. Friends don't sleep in your bed. Friends don't know your sorrows. They don't know your expectations. Stop listening to them. Family. Family is what you are. Family. And co-workers, co-workers are co-workers. You can get fired, they ain't your co-worker no more. You get laid off, they ain't your co-worker no more. So you stop planning and living your dream based on those people. On my show, I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is Marcus Davis. He's an HBCU graduate of Texas Southern University. He is chief steward of the Breakfast Club, host of Fish, Grits, and Politics. He's an entrepreneur, restaurant owner. And what I love about him, he's a motivational speaker. The spirit and entrepreneurial mastermind behind the Breakfast Club, Reggae Hut Cafe. Marcus Davis is best known for his charismatic, and you'll see it too. I love this dude. For many years when I had my comedy club, I used to love listening to him on the radio. He used to love laughing at me, but I love listening to him on Sunday mornings. He's authentic. He loves customers who really understand the value of what he's trying to do from them. He's committed. Everything starts with a K. Commitment, community, <laughs> he serves. The success of his restaurant has led to the development of branded consumer with a K products for the home that include the Breakfast Club coffees, which I got, along with the waffle and pancake mix, which I don't have no more. Have to reorder because I used it all. I ate it. Okay, it's that easy to make. Soulful and savory seasoning mix. I got some mix sitting up. If you got the video, you're watching us on TV, um, video-wise, I got it all on my desk because I love promoting something that is successful. <laughs> he is now celebrating. Get Check this out. In September of 2021, it all started. 20 years, restaurant service to the community with a K. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. I like to call him the chief steward of the Breakfast Club, my friend, Marcus Davis. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. Hey, Marcus, was that, was that too long, man? You know, Because, you know, we were battling off air, man. Don't say that long intro. Because I like to think I'm charismatic when I introduce people, man. How was that? Man, you, you, you laid it out, brother, and I appreciate it. You laid it out well. I appreciate it. I appreciate it much. much well, you know, the much. thing thank to buy, you, sir. The thing to buy thank you for having me back. I got to go way back, you know, to... Um, 2021, I know I was in L.A. at the time. Steve Harvey and I was doing radio in L.A. So we were starting our dream. And when you start a dream, it always is just something you're just doing. There's no set where you're going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, or even 20 years from now, which you are right now. What was the plan when you just opened mm. those doors 20 years ago of the Breakfast Club? Man, what, what was the plan? Um you know, in, in 1999, I set out and, and uh, wrote the vision and made it plain. Uh, I envisioned us being uh, a staple for the city of Houston. I envisioned us being um, synonymous with the city. I envisioned us being known from uh, coast to coast, from right. the Pacific to the Atlantic. Uh, I envisioned us being an intricate part uh, of the community. I envisioned us being a source of inspiration for our community, knowing uh, where we stood in this industry and what the opportunities right. uh, were, uh, I envisioned to fill that, that, that void. So I wanted to create this concept, uh, step out on faith, um, and give Houston and, and the African-American community what it deserved. Well, the, the, what it deserves is what you 
brought to the table. But when all when you have a product and you have to charge people for that product, that always leads to mixed emotions. Because especially when in our community, and the, and the right. beauty of the Breakfast Club is that if you get in line. It is one of the diverse lines in the world. It's everybody in that line, Hispanics, whites. Sometimes yeah. more whites in line than blacks, okay? So he's serving that international customer that he wants. And so, but it didn't start out like that. And so making that price point, how did that come into play so you can make sure you're comfortable with it? Because you got to make money, but you also have to make sure the customer right. doesn't feel offended. So let, let me let me address the first half of that. Right. You talked about uh, the diversity. Uh, I mentioned in, uh, just a second ago that I wanted to be uh, synonymous with the city. I wanted to be an ambassador, a reflection of my city uh-huh. and the city of Houston is was and is uh, a microcosm of the United States. Yes, it is, uh, it is a very uh, diverse, diverse uh, city. And I wanted the concept to be just as diverse. I'm going to tell you something. I remember driving bankers and potential investors crazy when you you know this as a businessman, you know this. Uh, I would go into the bank with a business plan and uh, they would ask, who is your target audience? Mm -hmm. Who's your target demographic? Mm -hmm. And I told them anyone and everyone that wants to participate, we are inviting to participate. And they would try and drill me down on, no, you got to identify a target demographic. Mm -hmm. And I insisted that I didn't, that I wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. I wanted the city of Houston to be reflected in the Breakfast Club. And here's the example that I told uh, the bankers that never gave me any money. Mm -hmm. I wanted a place (laughs) where (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted a place where uh, college students from my alma mater, Texas Southern and U of H and Rice and U of H downtown and St. Thomas, all surrounding uh, universities, surrounding the the Breakfast Club. I wanted them to sit in the same space where Fortune 500 VPs and CEOs sat for breakfast because we're on the uh, outskirts of of downtown. I wanted the folks in uh, the medical center to come and have lunch with the people who work on the light poles. I wanted any and everybody that wanted to participate in this concept called uh, fellowship. I wanted them in. And so uh, that that's where that idea of the verse. Let, let me tell you something funny. I knew we had arrived at what I had envisioned because <laughs> you know, the bankers told me, hell no. The investors told me, hell no. Maybe that's why none of them gave me any money. Right. 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 But I never will forget one day seeing um, one of my uh, marketing folks. She could say, come here. You got to see this. This is this is what you envision. Mm-hmm. And I walked outside and in the parking lot was a convertible Lexus coupe and the brother got out and he was clean, right? <laughs> Dressed like Rashawn. I was like, is that Rashawn McDonald? Stop it. <laughs> he was clean. And right next to him, this brother pulled up in a backhoe and the, in his overalls and his boots. And he got out and he stood right in line with that brother that was in that Armani suit. And I was like, that's the breakfast club. Absolutely. But you know, it's really tragic how people, everybody eats food. You know what I'm saying, Marcus? But right, still, right. they act like, you know, okay, your food has to have a certain market. You know, I, I don't know anybody who just don't eat breakfast. You know, I think everybody eats breakfast, you know. But when you're African-American male walking in there, you must be just targeting black people. Okay. And then all of a sudden, once you say that, then they're going to trap you even more because they're going to tell you how much you they think you can make. Once you say you just targeted a market that they don't value. So that's always smart to hear that on this show and coming from a person who said, no, 
I, my brand and my customer base will be everybody. If you hold on to that dream and don't let anybody steal your dream, that's why I say up top, don't let nobody, nobody. alter your dreams or your plans. You know, uh, so going, I started this thing off talking about vision, a couple concepts. I want to make sure that we work through today, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a son and grandson and great grandson of Baptist preacher. So I have I have my points. Right. I got my. Notes. Absolutely. I love it. You know, I, I, you called me, said Rashad. We, we were talking about Marcus David. He's based in Houston, Texas. So you get part great breakfast and part motivation, depending on what day you get him. But he called me, said Rashad, you said 20 years is coming up. I can come back. I said, Marcus, you don't have to push this conversation when you want to come on. So get to preaching, brother. And, and here's why I thought that was important, man. When I when I started this business, or when I started working on the plan, I ran into all the statistics, right? All the statistics that said uh, restaurants has the highest failure rate along, along with clubs and bars, right? Uh, it's a miracle to make it past the first 12 months. It's a miracle to make it past 24 months. If you hit five years, you're doing something miraculous. And here we are four times that sitting on our 20-year anniversary, 20-year of, of inspiring entrepreneurship in the city of Houston. And that's a testament to a number of concepts. And that starts with the first thing that you said opening was vision, right? Mm-hmm. And believing wholeheartedly in who you are and what you've been called and created to be and not letting anybody deter you because absolutely positively, folks will try to deter you. Now, it's not out of anything. And I, I, I'm, I'm not big on this hater thing and people hating on you and stuff like that. What I am big on is understanding why they don't agree with you or why they don't see what you see. Your vision that was gave to you, that was given to you, was only given to you. Right. The creator made it tailor-made specifically for you. Mm-hmm. And it is not, and it has not been exposed to the rest of the earth. Why? Because you're the one responsible for developing it. You're the one responsible for going into the dark room, taking that negative and turning it into a positive. I know I'm speaking foreign language because we don't don't develop a lot of film anymore, but you get the concept, right? Absolutely. That picture that the creator gave to you, you are the person responsible for going into the dark room and developing it. So the people that, that, that don't say amen in your corner, the people that do not agree with you, the people that are not backing you up, it's not because they have any ill will. It's because they haven't gotten the picture that you're responsible for painting. And that's the most important thing is that you have to be willing to understand that it all going to fall back on you. So a lot of people, when they have their dream, they want people to feel sorry for them when they're doing bad and they want to be excited for them when they're feeling good. I keep a medium role in my whole approach to life. And plus, I don't try to share too much excitement and I never share failure. Because sharing failure with somebody when they feel you're supposed to be successful will only create doubt in your circle. And so that is what happened a lot during the pandemic because we had a year in 2020 where there was nothing but doubt. There was nothing but uncertainty. They shut down your business like all businesses around this country for two months. How did you come out of that with the same enthusiasm, that you that, that natural enthusiasm I see all the time in you for your business, The Breakfast Club? That was your primary business, of course. But how did you survive? So, you know, Rashawn, one of the things that I'm grateful for, there's a, there's a thing going around on social media and, and, and it's interesting said I, I asked for courage. So I was given things that would frighten me in order to develop the courage. I asked for uh, strength. So I was given heavy weight to carry in order to make me stronger. I don't know where it came from, but I thought it was it was it was pretty elegant. Uh, the, the reality of it is 
The Breakfast Club, not only are we celebrating 20 years in business, two decades of inspiring entrepreneurship on the corner of Travis and Alabama, but we are also proving what it means to be battle tested. Right. Right. The pandemic was significant. Right. It was a very significant and spectacular event and and detrimental to a lot of businesses. Uh, One of the things that I am grateful for is that it was not our first rodeo. Was it our first pandemic? Of course. But we opened this business under pressure. We opened this business when the streets were under construction. We opened this business on the heels of Hurricane Allison, which hit our building before we got to serve or sell one grit. We opened this business when uh, Hurricane uh, Ike was here and Mm -hmm. Hurricane Harvey came through. Mm -hmm. We opened this business and Enron crashed. We opened two weeks before uh, 9-11 hit, which Mm -hmm. was a big deal because because downtowns in a lot of cities took a decline because folks were scared to go into work if you worked in a major metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. So we, on the, uh, on the heels of Enron crashing, uh, um, 9-11 happening, uh, 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 Allison, then Ike, then you had that little thing in 2007 where gas was sky high. You had the other thing where food jumped up, 2007, 2008, bringing in the recession where folks are getting laid off uh, left and right. Uh, you move on down to, to Hurricane Ike, where we were closed for five whole days, and then Hurricane Harvey. We are battle-tested at 3711 Travis, and that's what prepared us for what came forward in 2021. We've been through the rain, we've been through the storm, and my team, uh, we, we've developed a certain amount of diligence where we can perform under the pressure, our metal has been tested. I'm so grateful uh, that we that, that we had the ability to uh, to perform, and I'm extremely grateful. Catch this: that the community right uh, saw fit to sustain us during that time, and that's what goodwill will do for you. Absolutely, when you do good and right and just by the people, then prayerfully, most times, oft times. They will respond. They will reciprocate. And I'm fortunate that the people responded uh, to what we needed them to respond to in 2020. But I'm going to just tell you something about Marcus Davis and his his yes, personality, sir. his willingness to to answer the call for promotional opportunities. You know, when I had the Steve Harvey show on national syndication, called Marcus. He didn't like go. Oh, let me think about it. Uh, what time? Uh, <laughs> when do you want me there? Because he you understood the value of the moment. And a lot of people don't understand the value of the moment. But more importantly about Marcus, he knows how to take a positive advantage of that moment. And that really, (laughs) I'm not saying that's one of the the, the memorable moments in your business, but you have a lot of them in there, like with Oprah, the Steve Harvey. Talk about how you, and let me just tell y'all, strategically, I may have asked him to come on the Steve Harvey talk show, but he had a strategy as to why he was coming. (laughs) Am I correct, Marcus? I mean, you're, you're absolutely correct, and I know this is. I'm, I, I know this sounds a little foreign, um, but there was a time when you didn't have uh, the world at the touch of a button. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you didn't have uh, the, the 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 East Coast and the West Coast available to you via Twitter, via mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. via Facebook. There was a time where you had to bust your butt. Mm-hmm. In order to get that type of recognition, and you had to also be lucky uh, a, a, as a result of of the good work that you've done, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. the hard work that we put in, uh, combined with relationships that we had built, uh, allowed us to have opportunities where someone like yourself did pick up the telephone and say, "Here we go." Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, man, it was it was um, 
It was all right, real quick. So the hot the, at the time, the hottest morning show on on radio was the Tom John and Morning absolutely, Show. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right. Now uh, that, that was now. I don't. Were you in radio then? This no, I wasn't in radio then because it's a one or two point one magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the Tom John the Morning Show, and I I sat there and thought, man, how in the heck am I going to get on the Tom John the Morning Show? I ain't got Tom John the money, right? <laughs> I know I can't run national advertising, right? Right, right. <laughs> and I don't have Twitter. I don't have IG, so I can't push these buttons. So I came up with this idea, and um, the idea was to go buy 102 neon bright neon shirts, right, yellow, right, 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 and to pass them out to 102 people standing in line mm-hmm. and tell them to wear that shirt. And if I see you wearing that shirt, then I'm buying you grits uh, after the end of the show. And man, when all 102 of those folks lined up in front of the Breakfast Club wow. uh, after that show, and then uh, your boy Jay Anthony came through, and then they start <laughs> mentioning us on uh, on on the show, and Tom started mentioning us on the show, and then I was like, hot damn. Rashawn been called. <laughs> Mama! I made it! We will be right back with restaurateur, motivational speaker, founder, and CEO of The Breakfast Club in Houston, Texas, Marcus Davis. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with restaurateur, motivational speaker, founder, and CEO of the Houston-based Breakfast Club restaurant, Marcus Davis. See, Strategy, I always tell people, you have to have a strategy, but you got to have the product and you got to have the service. Oh. Okay, so so when you come there, now, yeah. it might be a lie. Guess what? That's what have a pop when you're popular. But they friendly as soon as they see you. As soon as you come in that door, air conditioning work, the menu, and they, they, they don't go up and go, hey, uh, we don't have that on the menu today. Not, not, not at the breakfast club. If it's on the menu, they got it. And it's served so quickly because black restaurants get a lot of, because uh, we have to say that too, you know, black restaurants can get a bad restaurant and our black people will carry bad news faster <laughs> than good news. And so now, now let me, let me, let me, let me put a pin in that. I, Cause I have, I, I have to say this, right. And I'm not stating what you're saying is, is untrue. It's absolutely true, but it's also true of non-black restaurants. Absolutely. Right? I went to a restaurant, I went to a restaurant the other day that was non-black owned, it was white owned and it's a major chain. And, and I, out of eight things on the menu, they didn't have, uh, they only had three of them. Right. 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 The, but we're conditioned to believe a certain thing about our businesses that Absolutely. we're not conditioned to believe about the other uh, Absolutely. Uh, businesses. All, all, all I'm saying is I mean, we got to keep that same energy. So when Popeyes tell you they ain't got uh, no more chicken, then, you know, we got to keep, gotta keep I was that. I was at, you know, terminal, terminal A, where you, where you, where hold on, hold on. I, I, can I, can I go back to something you said? Cause I don't want to miss it. It was so important. Okay, cool. Right? Okay, cool. Uh-huh. You, you mentioned, you mentioned about the product, right? You may, you, you mentioned about having the product, uh, getting in that space where people will call, make the calls and you get some national recognition is one thing, but having the product to okay. get you there is a whole nother thing. And the three things that, that that I share with my team from day one, these are my, my key principles for success, quality product, quality service all the time. Quality product, quality service, and do it every freaking time you unlock that uh-huh. door. That's uh-huh. not to say mistakes are not going to happen, but your goal, your mission should be to make sure that every time you unlock that door, you are delivering a quality product through the hands of great people uh-huh. and you're doing it each and every single time. Now, why is that important? Because if folks come to the Breakfast Club today and they go out and tell their mom and them and their cousin and them and niece and them, when niece and them come, niece and them are going to be expecting the same grits that they got 
that they, that they're you know that their aunt told them about right, or right. that they got last time. And so you have to be able to deliver those things. When I say quality product, brother, that there is a tempt, there's a temptation, right? To want to change and move things around just because somebody come to you and tell you, hey, man, I can get you some cheaper wings than that. Are they the same size? Are they the same quality of meat? Right. And will they be consistent? Those three things are important to me before I before I jump to price, because price is one side of it. But if you're giving me eight ounce wings one day and two ounce wings the next day, I can't deliver that to my guests. Yes. If you deliver me, you know, high quality wings one day or catfish one day and low quality catfish another day, I can't deliver that to my guests. You have to stay consistent in the quality that your guests deserve. That is important that you say that because, it's, uh, you know, 20 years, you no know, quality product quality service all the time. All you know, the time. Consistency. You know, street construction. I, I find forgot my daddy behind consistency. I forgot about that street construction on Maine, man. That was that was a terror, man, when you was dealing with that, you know. You, you know, look, look, people, you know, that was a big deal back in the day, right? How are you surviving under this construction? Man, we went in knowing construction was coming. Right. I, you know, I, I pulled the Bernie on her. I was like, I ain't scared of no construction. That don't phase me, right? I, I look, I look forward to the future, mm-hmm. not the present tense. And what was the future? Yeah, they tore up Maine because they were building the rail. The future was there was going to be a rail that's there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know, right. they tore up Travis because they wanted to widen the street. I could have looked and said, I can't go on Travis because they're tearing the street up. The future was you're going to have a wider uh, lane where you're going to have a wider street, more lanes with no potholes. Absolutely. You got to look forward to the bigger picture right. and be willing to take the sacrifice at, at, at the beginning or somewhere in between. Now, I've surrounded myself with all this great product, you know. I know, man. You know, I where got you're my chicken. at, man. You need to be cooking something. Oh, look at it. You know, like, you know, it's, <laughs> first of all, you know, you know, my wife, you know, she likes to bake everything now, you know. So, and I'm just telling you something. It says fried on the back. It works great baked. Cause oh, I, yeah. I hit, no, no, I hit it with some of my, you know, that some oil, you know, psh, yeah. and then yeah. put it on four hundred degrees. See, I, I'm gonna tell you something, man. What you're not gonna do is stop me from eating great food. This is great seed, real simple. You know, put it, put, put it in that oil, or if you want to put butter on it, drop it in there and put it at four hundred degrees. Then spray all, all olive some, oil, all olive oil. That's what I'm saying. Spray it with that yeah. olive oil. I get a little yeah. can spray. Shh. Yeah. I coat it four hundred degrees. And about 40 minutes later, bam, it's outstanding. This is what I yes, do. Sir. See, y'all, <laughs> see, he, see, he, he just got fried, old school fried back here. I'm talking about young cat right here. I bake right. all this great stuff, great chicken, <laughs> great fish, all that is beautiful. I put my I put my seasoning right here on my beans. That's why I just love it. Because see, I was I was laughing myself the other day because my wife on Sunday, she was at the office and I made some beans, some red beans, and I made some cornbread. He says, What you put? I go, she said, she said, breakfast club. She said, Is that that place in Houston? I said, Yeah. She said, Boy, you get everything. I said, that's my boy Marcus. And seriously, <laughs> I use your stuff. And she asked me what I put in it because she's she's now she doesn't like meat in her beans anymore. So I just put right. this in here. You know, I throw a little jalapenos in there, you know, pickled jalapenos, just a little the stanger in there. And brother, outstanding. But you make a great product, you make a great service to your customers. What other things you got on the horizon, right quick, Marcus, before we close it out? Man, we got uh, all the great things that we've been doing for the last two years. We're going to continue to do them. We've got, uh, we got a food truck coming out, so stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, we're working on a day of inspiration where we're going to do our best to inspire Houstonians okay. uh, with local 
uh, uh, Houston with Houstonians, right? Uh-huh. Houstonians inspiring Houstonians. I had to get that out. Right. Had a little grit stuck in my teeth, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and more, man, I'm, when our food truck comes out, we're going to put that bad boy on the road. We're going to go on a little tour. I might even stop in your city. Well, first of all, just let me know so I can come get it. Cause I love good food. I'm going to tell you something, Marcus. I do. This, this I love it. I love you and love what you're doing on Mondays. I do my motivational Monday and I feature like last week was Riff Raw. This week was Will Packer. Uh, and last week was Rick Ross. Just some of the names I feature. I want to feature you, man, on Monday in the month of October. I want to celebrate your 20th anniversary with you, with all my followers, man. And that's why I've been over here just writing down all these great quotes. Because you, you're a great wordsmith. I like to write down what man. you be talking. Like, you know, 20 years, quality product, quality service all the time. Survived three yeah. hurricanes, a pandemic, street construction. And got now you got a food truck. Hey, man, product. I am going to celebrate you my own way with a big thank you because when you started, social media wasn't there, but it's here now. So what what better way for a friend to say thank you to another friend and an entrepreneur who's making a difference in the community with a K, my man, Marcus Davis. (laughs) Hey, building Wakanda one grid at a time. That's what we're doing over here. Hey, Marcus, thank you for calling me, man. I always appreciate you, brother. But in two weeks, I'm going to send you a link to you so you know. I, I, I do what I say, man. But again, everybody, spray that bad boy. If you don't want to fry, you know, <laughs> got a little old, just put this bad boy in some, with that meat up, man. Dip that in that big old bowl, shake it up. You want to put it in a little plastic bag so you can coat it all up. Then hit it with a little olive oil spray. Just get it off the shelf, any store. Coat it all the way around. Set that oven at 400 degrees. I swear to you, 40 minutes later, outstanding chicken. If you're a fish person, outstanding fish. If you want a round of meal, get that white rice, put you some pinto beans or black eyed peas. <laughs> Drop a little jalapeno that's pickled in the jalapenos. Oh, Lord have mercy. Breakfast club. You got me, man, baby. You making, you making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, man, I love what you do. And uh, and Appreciate my whole thing you, is that, you know, I'm going up to Napty uh, in January for, by my show, Rishon's Kitchen. And I'm going to feature okay. a lot of your products, man, on my show when it launches in syndication in 2022. Okay? Man, thank you, brother. I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Okay, cool. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews for Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. 